Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Today's guest is Natalie Newman, a mom of two whose son Callum has 28 severe allergies. She says it's like living with a ticking time bomb, almost like Russian roulette on a daily basis. But Natalie and Callum have made it their mission to make life, and particularly eating, a joyful experience rather than one full of restrictions. Don't be frightened of asking questions, because asking the questions is what keeps the child safe. My husband's response was the best one. What on earth are we going to feed him? Just water and air. That's the only thing, surely, that he's not going to react to. I'm known all the time for saying allergies are life-changing, but they shouldn't be life-defining. And I really do stand by that. He is the cheekiest chappy you will ever find. He's a ray of sunshine. Everybody absolutely adores meeting him. He's, He's just truly wonderful, and it's a blessing to be around him all the time. Things might seem incredibly tough, especially with the journey that we've had with a little dude, but it does get better. Just make sure that you keep putting one foot in front of the other and always remember if there is a storm, the sun does have to come back out afterwards, so you will get there. Welcome back to Brummy Mummies. My name is Zoe Chamberlain. I'm a journalist, author and mum. I launched Brummy Mummies as a community for families to help people to connect both online and in person. My goal is to share with you stories from the most inspiring mums and dads to help you find out how they juggle family life and everything that comes with it. Today I talk to Natalie about their free from journey and find out more about what you can do if your child or a child you are entertaining has allergies. Hi Natalie, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Hi. So tell me about Callum and when he was a newborn and when you started to realise that something wasn't quite right. So it was when he was really young. He was only just a very few weeks old and he started to have um, what they call baby eczema on the edges of his cheeks. They were very weepy. They were very sore. So we went to the doctors to see if there was anything that we could do. They just classified it as the baby eczema, gave, gave us a bit of cream to put on there to try and make it better. Three weeks later, his whole body was covered in this same eczema. So whole body was covered in pus. It was weeping. It was sore. It was bleeding. His face had started to swell up. His eyes were just slits. It was almost impossible for him to be able to see out of his eyes. And that was the first time that we actually ended up in hospital. They said it was just infected eczema. It was nothing else. This then happened 
sporadically through the course of the next few months. And then when we started the weaning journey and we were starting to introduce food to him and he actually had three very severe allergic reactions, as we now know, it wasn't just the eczema, it wasn't just reflux, it wasn't just baby colic as we were being told. And finally, at 16 months old, he had allergy testing done. So he had skin prick tests. Normally they're done on the arm, but he was so covered in eczema, they had to do it on his back. Now, what they do is they use um, a little uh, blade, if you like, that just scratches the skin to allow a pipette's worth of whatever allergen they're testing to then go into the skin and see if the reaction is formed. I had to hold him super tight against me so that they could do it on his back. And they ended up telling us that he had 28 severe allergies. (gasps) 28. And eight of them are anaphylaxis inducing as well. So it had gone to that next level as well. Gosh. So what kind of things is he allergic to? So what everyone calls the top 14, so your classics with your wheat, your gluten, um, your various dairies, egg, all forms of nut, peanut. So that's including all the tree nuts as well. He's got um, strawberry. He's also got um, oral allergy syndrome. So that's including apples, pears, plums, peaches, grapes, Goodness pears, me. all of that sort of stuff as well. Yeah, there's an awful lot. And then the ones that you're not expecting so much, like tomatoes. Um, he had kiwi and um, cucumber as an issue when he was younger, but thankfully we've overcome both of those now. So it's been quite a challenge. And I always say it's never a line that's kind of a, a learning curve. It's been a line that goes straight up as we've been trying to figure out exactly what's going on and getting better. Yes. So what on earth went through your mind when you were told that he had 28 severe allergies? My husband's response was the best one. What on earth are we going to feed him? Just water and air. That's the only thing, Mm. surely, that he's not going to react to. And it took a good month. I was one of those classic allergy parents that you would see in the supermarket, picking up a packet, trying to read what the label was saying with the ingredients, swearing, putting it back and becoming very defeated, not knowing where on earth I was going to turn to because there was nothing that was safe for him at the time. So what's the worst reaction he's had? So the very worst one we've had is when he was um, just after his first birthday, he had a severe allergic reaction, which also triggered off his eczema and ended up being a staph infection. He was on 15 minute obs and he was non-responsive really for the first 48 hours. He had numerous drips coming out of him trying to get him better. We didn't think he was going to come home from that one. He was very, very, very ill, but unbelievably he managed to fight it and he's lived to tell the tale and he's turning 10 in just a week's time. So he's done exceptionally Goodness well. Goodness me, that's, that's wonderful that he's doing so well. And do you know what caused that awful reaction that time? So on top of the allergies that he has, he also has what they call idiopathic reactions, where you just don't know what the reaction is and what's caused it. And you have the same responses that are coming from his body where he starts to react severely and needs one of his EpiPens or two of his EpiPens to assist him before you get to hospital. Gosh. So how do you cope with the fear that you can never be 100% sure whether he's going to have a reaction? That's exactly the issue that we have. It's living with a ticking time bomb. It's almost like Russian roulette on a daily basis. You send him off to school and you hope he's going to be okay. You teach him all of the things that he needs to try and keep himself safe. And he's got wonderful support network at the school that he goes to. But there's no guarantee that he'll ever come back through the front door in the afternoon. And you just have to learn to live with that and understand that it's, if you don't hear anything, it's not a bad thing. It's all okay until you get a phone call telling you otherwise. Otherwise, you just can't get on with life at all. That must take some getting used to. (laughs) It does. And it's I'm known all the time for saying allergies are life-changing, but they shouldn't be life-defining. And I really do stand by that because... If anything happened to him, God forbid, 
I don't want to be there saying, God, I wish I'd let him do. I wish I'd let him try that. I want to be able to say we gave him every opportunity to do everything that he wants to do and let him fly and do what he needs to do in that process. Yes. Obviously, some of our listeners, they might not have children who have allergies themselves, but I think we've all as parents been in situations where we've had kids around for tea who've got allergies. And it, it is really nerve wracking, um, scary, as you say. So what would be your advice to parents who have a child with allergies around for tea? Don't be frightened of asking questions because asking the questions is what keeps the child safe. So my little dude is actually going to have um, a play date and go around for tea this week as well with one of his really good friends. And it's with the best will in the world, if you're not used to having allergies around you, you can do everything you can to keep them safe. But then it's just that one simple thing like using a spoon that you've used on something else to stir and that whole food becomes unsafe again. So I always say keep it really simple. Do something simple that you know is not going to be a problem. And children don't mind things like fish fingers and chips and some peas or something like that. He would have to have it so they're gluten free and there's no dairy in them to keep him safe. But it's very simple things that you can't get wrong in terms of cross-contamination when you're stirring stuff because everybody can have the same thing and they wouldn't notice any difference. Or offer to make the food for them so they can go and have a play date at their friend's house make the food for them so that the mum doesn't have to worry about doing it as well and always make sure that they have their medicine with them so that you've got that back up yeah and for you at home is it more about cooking from scratch yeah very much so and it's something that we've instilled from very early on when he was so poorly back in the early days because he also had food aversion so because he'd been so poorly with food he didn't trust it he thought that food made him ill, therefore he didn't want to go anywhere near it. And he became very, very weak with it as well because he wasn't putting weight on as he should have done. So he didn't trust it. The only way that we managed to get around it was to get him to start cooking with me. So it'd be very simple things, no pressure whatsoever at all. We would start to give him um, like a carrot or an apple that he was safe with that he could use, you know, like the baby peelers that you can get that are safe so they can't cut their yes. hands, but it gives them that chance to learn like a life skill at the same time. We were doing that so he could see, oh, it's a carrot, it's safe, nothing's happened to it. If he fancied having a bit of a nibble on it, happy days. Apples at certain times of the year are safe for him. So he, we would do exactly the same thing or we could get him to do the same with courgette or he could help me peel a potato. Simple little things that would start him to see that there were safe ingredients that he was able to be around and it wasn't going to cause any problems for him. Never with any pressure to taste it or try it, just to see how it all got put together. And over time, he understood that if he was helping me make it, there was nothing that was hidden in there. He could see very open and honestly what was going on into basic soups, for an example, because they're good for your stomach when you're not feeling so good. And he would start to taste it. OK, that's safe. I've not had a reaction. Let's see what else we can make. And we've progressed and done more and more and more. And now he actually works with me and does recipes for clients with me so that he can showcase to other children as well that it's okay, we can actually do this and we're not going to be poorly because we understand what's going into it and we can trust what's happening as well because that's the biggest part with allergies is that element of trust that comes with it. That's brilliant. So you've really turned this into a positive journey for Callum um, and you've set up the Intolerant Gourmand. So tell me a bit about that and what you do. So that's been running now for just over six years and it was after we'd learned everything we needed to to keep him safe and all the recipes that came with the top 14 free and so on and so forth. There was nothing there. I could never find anything that would actually be suitable for Callum. So I thought, right, well, let's do something about it. So I did. And it started as a diary, as a kind of a, an outlet, if you like, of all the things that I'd been through and the stresses and the strains that we'd gone through and the tips and tricks that we'd picked up along the way. And during that time, it's evolved to a point where it's now my full-time job. And I support 
free from brands that are out there to get products out to market. I do recipes with the products that they have. I consult with um, pharmaceuticals and I work with leading pediatricians so that we can get that information out there to not just have the support from the medical side, but also to support from the parent side as well. So it's an all encompassing circle. It's all very good and well knowing what the treatment is, but then how do you progress from that as a family to make it a successful transition from being really poorly to back living life to your absolute fullest? And what were you doing before that? So I used to work in the NHS before that, doing various different things as well, supporting clinics and working at CCG levels. So I've seen it from both sides. Yes. So you're appearing at the Allergy Show at Birmingham NEC in November. Tell me a bit about the show and what you'll be doing there. And and am I right in thinking the tickets are free? They are. Yeah, people need to go down and see it. It It's fantastic. So the, the show's been running for a few years now. Um, it's like the show to go to for people that are in the free from arena, um, either as a lifestyle choice or because of allergies. You get to see hundreds of different brands that are there that are so passionate about what they do in terms of bringing free from to market and creating something that people need and want as well. You get to see what's coming up, the new innovative products that are coming as well. You get to see the wonderful people in the free from community. There's loads of live cooking demos. There'll be me on the microphone doing various different things as well with the cooking demos and with other people coming and doing live Q&As as well. There's also a learning theatre where you have the key people in industry that are coming to talk to people as parents, as people that are living with allergies and intolerances, um, or just as a lifestyle choice as well to give something to you that's that you potentially wouldn't have seen before. So the new products that are coming or the the new studies that have been done, finding out what people want for the future as well. It's like a massive community and family for everybody that's in that in that arena. So it's it's a wonderful day out, but it's definitely something that people should do. That sounds great. And so you've had a lot of support from other families with allergies. What's been reactions from other parents maybe? Have you had difficulties when parents have been kind of a bit nervous around Callum? So that was something I was very worried about when he started school. And actually what we did was I wrote a letter to his peers well, to the parents and to the children, but as if it was from Callum, describing what he goes through, but in a very genteel way, because I wanted them to be on board. So it wasn't a case of, I want the world to change that he fits in. Completely different. He needs to understand how the world works so that he can fit in in his own way. So it was getting them to want to nurture and protect him, very like the allergy show does for everybody in the community. They want to nurture and protect as much as possible. This was exactly the same thing. So it was a letter from Callum saying, hi, my name's Callum. I've got these allergies. Sometimes I get poorly from them. Um, I would love it if you could just keep a lookout for me. If you start to see me look a little bit poorly, can you let the teachers know? I really want to play with you. I can't wait to meet you all. I just need to make sure that I don't touch your food and you don't touch mine and it keeps me safe. And hopefully we're going to have a wonderful time at school. Can't wait to see you all type thing. And it made such a difference for the parents because it took that element of fear for them away. They didn't have that, oh God, we can't talk to them. It's, you know, they've got, they want us to change anything. It was nothing like that. It was a we want to give you all the information you need to make it as successful a transition as possible. And it made such a difference. His class now are wonderful with him. That's such a good idea. I love it coming from him as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, what- If anyone needs it, it is on the website as well. So people are more than welcome to, to go and get it and it can help them because it's with all the starting with school checklist and information that people need and how to successfully transition from, because it's scary letting a, a child with allergies go to school when you've been their protector for all those years before they go. Trusting someone else to look after them, that's a whole different 
whole different ball game. So being able to give that support and advice and the tips and tricks that we picked up hopefully will help a few other people as well. Yes. So what are some of your other tips and tricks for parents? So when it comes to birthdays, that's always a massive one. People bring in some treats to school. Nine times out of 10, they're not going to be safe for Callum. So what we do is we give him a treat box at the beginning of each school term with 20 or 30 different treats in it. They're all safe for him. It's got his name across the top of it. If something comes in that isn't safe, the teachers can dip into that and give that to him so he never has that element of missing out. That's such a good when idea. It comes, yeah, he loves it. And his friends think it's awesome as well. They're like, oh my God, he's got so many sweets. It's not fair. Why have we not got that? <laughs> So then also when they're doing their food as well, so when they're doing food tech, just having that open and honest communication with the school and understanding what they're going to do and getting that time and leaving 24 hours, 48 hours in advance is enough to say, right, you're doing this. So for example, they could be doing like mini pizzas that they could have for lunch. I can give them a safe alternative for Callum and I can bring in the ingredients if necessary so that he can still do everything so it's full inclusivity and he's not missing out in any way, shape or form. Yes. And what about for people who have no idea about allergies? Well, that was me before he was born. I didn't have a clue. It was, if you're not ensconced in that world, you have no idea what it's really like. So it's, for me, it's more about educating and it's about making people understand there is that other side to it as well. And I was the same. I was like that before. I didn't have a clue how much it was going to impact us until we actually had it. So it's have that conversation. Anyone who does have allergies and wants people to learn, have a conversation, be open and honest with them, explain to them exactly what it is that's going on. And don't be frightened to ask questions because we want to be able to give that information to people. We're, we're so open and understanding of the fact that people will not get where it is that we're coming from and that a little bit really will hurt. I used to have that all the time. Well, surely a little bit won't hurt him, will it? And I always used to say back, well, bit of arsenic in your coffee, that's not going to hurt then, is it? And you can see their faces kind of drop and go, but that's poison. That's exactly what allergies are like for people that are living with allergic disease. It is like a poison or a toxin to their bodies. So it's just learning to live alongside all of that. And we want to impart that information to people in the most positive way. So ask the question and we'll answer. So you feature lots of really lovely recipes on your website. What have been some of the most popular ones? So this time of year is always the kind of pumpkin spice latte. People absolutely love the chocolate fudge brownies that I make with pumpkin puree. We can do a top 14 lasagna. We've got massive birthday cakes that are top 14 as well. You'd never know they're, they're completely free from all the tops. Um, literally anything. Anything that people want, we've been able to recreate. So it's completely safe for everybody. And you can tweak it to whatever it is that you need as well. So there's loads there. Go and have a look and see what you like. <laughs> yes, I've, I've had a look. It looks amazing. Some really, really tempting <laughs> recipes on there. So does that mean that you you eat all free from in your household now? Pretty much. So we do keep the gluten because unless you are needing to be gluten free, it's sensible to keep it. But we want to make sure it's as inclusive as possible for Callum. So nine times out of 10, it's going to be a completely safe food for him that we all eat together at all times. And it's one of the things that I always impart with my family is that at the end of every day, we will always sit down to have dinner together at the table so that we can all discuss our days and catch up and see how our days have gone as well. Because I think that's really important that food should be a focus and be a fun thing. It shouldn't be a frightening thing, irrespective of the allergies. Yeah, that's a nice thing to do. So tell me a bit about Callum himself. What? Uh, tell me about his personality. <laughs> He's the cheekiest chappy you will ever find. He's a ray of sunshine. Everybody absolutely adores meeting him. He's, he's just truly wonderful. And it's a blessing to be around him all the time. He's um, car mad. 
absolutely car mad. He absolutely adores cars, probably because his daddy's in Formula One. So he's had a bit of an influence there. Loves cooking with me. Um, he's an awesome little brother as well. His big sister thinks the world of him. And he's, yeah, he's just wonderful. You wouldn't think he's got the allergies he's got because he just faces life with so much gusto and just wants to do everything that he can do. It's, he's just wonderful. Good for him. That's wonderful. <laughs> so tell, what, what more do you think could be done for people with allergies? A lot more understanding. There definitely needs to be a lot more understanding. And that's from both um, consumer perspective and also from healthcare professionals perspective, because it's still so much that people don't understand. And there are so many more people that are now affected by allergies. In fact, today, we now have this week the uh, the Natasha's law that's coming into effect. It's coming into force, which is a massive thing for the allergy community. So Natasha's law came about because the beautiful people, Tanya and um, Nadim, lost their daughter Natasha after she ate a sandwich from Pret-a-Manger that had sesame in the dough. Mm. And sadly, she passed away from a very severe reaction. And they've used their tragedy and turned it into something so positive, which is truly humbling to have seen. Um, but it's, main, it's meant that there's such a change for the allergy community because from the 1st of October, all prepackaged foods, so your, your sandwiches that you can go and pick up from, from delis and that are prepackaged and so on for consumers, they have to have full ingredient listing which has not happened before. Before it was just the top 14 that have been put in bold, but now it's all ingredients have to be listed, which means that the allergy community now have an informed choice that they can make. They don't have to ask as many questions. They can see firsthand, is this going to be safe for them or isn't it? And it's such a massive change that's been needed for so long. So huge credit to them for being able to do that. It makes such a difference. Yeah, I think we just think that all the all the ingredients are on there. You don't realise, do you, that it's only certain ones? Yeah, exactly that. And when you see things like just flavourings, well, what flavourings mm. are included in that? Because so many more people are affected by garlic or onion or certain spices. Yes. It needs to be so much more transparent. Yeah. Let's hope this makes a big difference. So we have a series of questions that we ask all of our guests. So I'm going to fire them at you if that's okay. What would be the two things you would tell your 18-year-old self if you had the chance? Okay. So I would say believe in yourself no matter what the journey is. Um, if you believe in yourself then everything else will follow suit. But you have to believe in yourself to achieve what you want to achieve. I think that's absolutely crucial. Make sure that you're in, you, you are your own champion and don't let negativity kind of hold you back. I love that. And also things might seem incredibly tough, especially with the journey that we've had with uh, Little Dude, but it does get better. Just make sure that you keep putting one foot in front of the other and always remember if there is a storm, the sun does have to come back out afterwards. So you will get there. Yes. Oh, that's so lovely. Yes. Yeah. Especially when you're going through your really hardest times. So what are the three things you love to do every day? What gives you maybe a great routine or start or end to the day? So every day I start my day with a coffee. I am a coffee fiend and I hold my hands up to it. Everyone who knows me knows that I'm full of coffee. There's um, nothing wrong so with that. my day has to start. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be done, isn't it? It's got to be proper coffee as well. I'm a bit of a coffee snob. Um, so yeah, start the day with a good coffee. Um, before I even turn on my laptop, I make sure I take a proper lunch so that I've got time for me just to kind of decompress and just allow myself to regroup after what's happened in the morning and always have dinner with the family around the table so we can have a catch up and see what everyone's done for the day. Because it's really good for all of us to understand the good and the bad of what's happened and 
as a team work together to make it good for the next day as well. So what are your non-negotiables as a mum, especially a mum with a child with allergies? <laughs> um, always be open and honest and upfront. If I have a gut feeling that kicks in, if we happen to be eating out, for example, never ignore it. As an allergy mum, that is absolutely crucial. Always, always follow your gut instinct without question because it's going to be seeing you right. If you can, say yes at all times because allergy kids here know so often. So if you can say yes, then that's really important for them. And what would be your one piece of advice that you would give to someone with a newborn baby? Sleep. When the baby sleeps, sleep and accept offers of help. <laughs> don't try to be superwoman because much as you want to, don't be. You're going to be so tired. Just allow yourself the opportunity to recover and let people do things for you because they want to help. So let them. That's sound advice all through. Thank you so <laughs> much, Natalie. I think that that's so useful for people who 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 want to, to kind of have kids around who have allergies or maybe they've got allergies themselves. It's just so good to know that you can be so positive and, and make it such a, you know, such a good journey um, and, and great for everybody. So thank you so much for that. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Natalie's positive attitude is a breath of fresh air. As she says, allergies are life-changing, but they shouldn't be life-defining. You can read Natalie's full story on our Brummy Mummies Facebook page and on the Birmingham Live website. And you can find out more about Natalie's tips on her website, intolerantgourmand.com. Natalie is also appearing at the Allergy and Free From show coming to Birmingham in November. Tickets are free and you can find out more on the website, allergyshow.co.uk. Brummy Mummies is a laudable production brought to you by Brummy Mummies and Birmingham Live. You can download or stream the podcast on all major podcasting platforms, including Spotify and Apple. Be sure to follow our Facebook page for lots more family information. And whilst there, sign up for our newsletter to make sure you never miss an episode. See you next time. <laughs>